Thanks for tuning in. This is Tyler. What up? This is Zach. This is the No Structure Podcast. No Structure. I think I'm pretty good, man. Um, we were just talking about how things seem to be going a little bit faster because we have a routine down. Mm-hmm. The day goes by really fast for me, but the nighttime when I have less moving around to do, that's when it gets really slow. Like the, the period between like six o'clock and going to bed whenever bed is because my sleep schedule's off. That's probably the weird part where I, that's where it starts getting to me mentally. But then I try to, you know, do stuff to take my mind off of those things. But I don't know. It's, it's definitely been like an anxious feeling just because I think we're, we're all so accustomed to doing so many things at once. And now that we have to stop and just sit still, it's hard to do that. Like we don't think we're doing enough because we're so anxious to be doing something. Yeah, I agree with that. It's funny you point out the nighttime seems like it, it takes longer to get through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm in the same boat with you. And it sucks too because it seems like the only thing you can do is, you know, watch TV or play video games or something yeah. because it's too dark to do something in your yard or... Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm bored of TV. Yeah, man. I've, I've been like scrolling. I've been asking everybody I know like what to watch. But even then when they give me something to watch, I'm like, man, I don't even want to be doing this right now. Mm-hmm. And video games are getting really boring. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'll play like maybe an hour and then I'll just sit there. <laughs> I'll just sit. <laughs> It's like, man, I don't even want to do this shit. The amount of time I spend scrolling between streaming services now is longer than some of the stuff I want. Like, mm-hmm. I'll be like, oh, there's got to be something on Amazon. Go click that. Oh, there's nothing here. Well, maybe there's something on Hulu. Nope, nothing there. And I'll just keep going back and forth, even though I know that there isn't shit on there because I do it every night. Mm-hmm. I still end up doing it. My current situation, my job has allowed people to come back to work, mm-hmm. but I can't go back to work because uh, Taylor's, you know, she's on her last couple of weeks of pregnancy, so she's yep. considered high, ri- high risk. So the last thing I would want is obviously to contract this virus and then bring it home and the the fucked up part about if i did get this virus at this stage is i can't go to the hospital with her and i wouldn't be able to be around my newborn just not due to um whatever the hospital new policies are right so it's like damn man like i can go to work but i actually can't go to work yeah it's a weird situation definitely yeah when when you have to take other people into consideration i mean there's a lot of people that live alone and stuff that are not going to be affected like that by this like that walmart yesterday and there was a guy in the aisle complaining that we can't all go back to work and he's like i'm just one person who what does it matter if if i go back to work but you're one person that could get sick that could get your mailman sick or somebody else sick like we've everybody's been thinking really selfishly about this i think yeah well maybe that's because they don't have something where they have to think about more than just themselves i think that comes into play I think people just want to make sure that their lifestyle is secure. Mm-hmm. That'll bring a lot of selfish activities out. Everyone wants to make sure they're good. Yeah. Talking about, or like thinking about pro- the protesting, what are your kind of thoughts on that? I don't know if we touched on that last time. You know, people being out there protesting, going back to work, is, do you think that that's a good idea? I mean, it's obviously not a good idea, but what are kind of your thoughts on that? Um, I mean, I, I understand where they're coming from. I don't think it's smart what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Like, if this virus can be passed how it is said or how experts say it can be passed, gathering in a group to protest going back to work is probably not the best method of doing this. Right. I understand the concern of wanting to get back so you can provide for your family or your life or whatever. But I don't, I don't know how else they would do it. I'm not supporting what they're doing by yeah. any means, but I don't know what else they would do. Well, the thing about it is, too, is like they're they're fighting because they want the economy back open so our economy doesn't tank. But it's like if there's nobody to spend the money because we're all dying, then what does it even matter? The thing that I think has shown me a lot about people during this time is people v- very much so value money over a human life, whether it's 
And it's not even the politicians or anybody anymore. It's everybody now. I don't, I don't, okay. So you're talking about the big picture, just people in general. Yeah. Like the average person. Yeah. Um, I don't think that they value money more than other people's lives. I think that they just value their lifestyle, their inner circle more than other people. Right. Because if they didn't have to go to work to get money, I think that the situation, like there, there would be no protest, mm-hmm. obviously. But these people want, like the people that are protesting are like, they want everything open. Like I understand going to work and social distancing. Maybe that that could be an avenue that we're going down, but you're not going to go to a bar or a sports game or a movie theater within the next year. I don't think we're not going to be able to do that stuff until maybe December. Even with social distancing, like there's, what are you going to go do at a bar if you can't be within six feet of somebody? You're going to yell across the thing. Like, honestly, realistically, we're fighting for some, these things to be open when it's not going to be a return to normal. It's going to come with stipulations and guidelines. That's very true. Yeah. I don't know if they think that everything is going to go back to normal and that's why they out there protesting? Yeah, I don't know, man. It's it's crazy. And uh, I'm not disagreeing with them protesting because if you're not okay with something, sure, protest your heart out. But in this climate, you're not just putting yourself at risk when you protest. You're putting a bunch of other people at risk. You're also spreading around this ideology that other people are going to listen to and follow suit. You know, so I, I'm not really against you protesting. I'm against the, the reasoning behind it. I thought it was crazy. I saw a protester sign that said, lockdown is equivalent to slavery. Oh, yeah. And I've seen a lot of people comparing this to a jail bit. This is nothing like jail. This is nothing like slavery. I've never been to jail. I've never been in slavery, but I can 100% tell you that this is not it. You are free to walk out of your fucking door. People are not free to stop being slaves or to leave their jail cell. Yeah, I don't understand the correlation. I don't either. I think everybody... Between these ideas. Even that that one and even Trump comparing it to wars. Like, I get Wait, Trump we're... compared this to war? Uh, he compared it to the civil... He was bringing up civil war numbers and numbers from World War One the other day in his press conference. And comparing them to the amount of lives that we've lost now because he claims that this is a war against an invisible enemy. And it's like, yeah, it is. But why are we comparing it to an actual war when people killed other people? And a, a virus didn't kill them. Each We killed each other. Yeah. Like, that's insane to me that you're drawing parallels between that. You're just trying to minimize the amount of people dying by comparing it to something that was our cause. We didn't cause, well, who knows with the virus, but we didn't ask for this to happen. When war happened, we we want people wanted to go to war. People wanted to be involved in war. People wanted to kill the enemy. There's decisions made. Yeah. This was not a decision for us to get sick. Just like with the, the Dr. Phil thing we went off last week. Like, it's a decision to get behind the wheel of a car. A decision to get in a swimming pool. It's not a decision to catch corona. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Trump, did you see that he was suggesting to uh, inject disinfectant? Man. That should be a hot headline. You know what? I was going to come back here this week after listening to our podcast last week and say maybe I was a little hard on Trump supporters and all that. And let me clarify, I'm not talking about every Trump supporter. I'm just talking about the extreme ones when we were talking about things last week. But they are the kind of, those extremists are the kind that would push this about injecting yourself with bleach. Like, what are we really doing out here? I wonder how many people are going to die from that. It's crazy that, you know, certain companies like Lysol, they have to come out and say, do not inject our product into yeah. your body. And why is the president out here giving out medical advice? Like, that's not, you have professionals on on stage with you for that reason. I do not want to hear you telling people to inject bleach. Yeah. I don't even necessarily want to hear Fauci or anybody saying that, but I would rather hear from a medical expert than somebody that's just pulling at straws, hoping that something works. First it was hydrochloroquine or whatever the fuck it was. Now it's injecting yourself with bleach. You know, like, dude, just leave the medical link to the medical experts. <laughs> yeah, he's fucking crazy. I don't know if medical links work either, but <laughs> it works. It works. So yeah, I just want to walk that back. I'm not, I'm not against all Trump supporters. Like, I don't care if you like Trump, but when it comes to a point where you're just blatantly disregarding everything to support that man, that's no longer being a Trump supporter. That's called being a 
cult follower. Like, there's two different types of Trump supporters. I'm not trying to box everybody in the same one. Yeah, um, Idris Elba, he came out and he said that we should quarantine for a week, once a year, to remember this time. What do you think? Yeah, I don't know. That might be a little extreme. Um, but we definitely, this is definitely something that we should observe every year in some way or form. Like, maybe the day that, you know, we're rid, quote unquote, rid of the virus. Maybe we celebrate that day like Independence Day, but a whole week? I don't know, Idris. <laughs> hmm. One week off. But would it be one, well, I guess it would be one week off. One week vacation for everybody. That's sort of would turn into yeah i don't see anything bad about that if it's agreed on i think yeah. that it would because uh, there's a lot of people who don't get vacations that's true i think that it would help with work-life balance for a lot of people and if it was seen as a national holiday yeah then you know, a lot of employers will pay that right it would just be hard to get to that point because look at how many quote-unquote national holidays we have that aren't observed by a lot of companies that's true a lot of ours a lot of national holidays aren't observed for our, our uh, for my job same with mine but they bunch them all in at the end of the year so we just oh, yeah. kind of take all those days and just throw them at the last couple of weeks of the year, Mine which is nice. Because, my, you know, mine deals with uh, when planes fly out and departure and stuff. So, I mean, some days we do get days where flights get canceled and it's like an extra day off. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess it's. It works itself out at the end, but yeah, I don't get the I don't get a lot of the days off that other people do. I think having one week off would be beneficial for everybody. You know, siesta like in Spain, mm-hmm. how they do from like two p.m. to five p.m. and all the businesses shut down. Oh yeah, and everybody has dinner together. Mm-hmm. I think that that would be cool. You can look at it as a time to remember how serious the situation Corona was. You can look at yeah. it as a time to uh, look at this like we need to appreciate the people that we're with. Right. There's a lot of ways to look at it. I just feel like Corona, the Corona week is just going to turn into like spring break. You know, like one of those. Kind of, it's, not even, it's not even going to be re- remembered for the holiday. It's not going to be remembered for the thing we're actually supposed to be remembering it for. People are just going to use it as an excuse to. Which, may, hey, we might all need, especially after this. So I think we would. Yeah, I, I think that we would. I think we should have a mandatory week off when everything opens up in the first couple of months where we can go out and do a bunch of stuff like go travel for a week or something. Like and That's exactly how you spread the shit again. That's true. I meant when this is, you know, if we once we get a vaccine and stuff, I don't mean like, you know, once they open back up the, the states. Weird times. Definitely weird times. But hey, I've come to realize in my lifetime, I don't think there's ever been a no- real technical normal time for us. There's always been some shit. This is just the biggest shit of them all. Stuff like this makes me think about, you know, when we turn 40 or when we turn 50. And you kind of have like this general timeline of where you'll be in life. Right. We have no idea what the fuck's going to happen. Yeah. That's so much time. 20 years from now. Yeah. Who knows what can happen? You might have the best intentions uh, to set yourself up for success and anything can happen. Yeah. I think that that's the, the best thing about this coronavirus now is it's teaching a lot of people to be their own bosses now and giving them new avenues to make money. So I think that hope what the hope would be that we spur a new entrepreneurial, like birth another, like I don't want to call it a renaissance, but you know what I mean? Like a period where people really start to invest in themselves. That way, if something like this doesn't happen again, or if something like this happens again, you know, we have safeguards now. Like I'm my own boss. I don't have to rely on a paycheck from somebody else. Yeah, but I mean, if your company's not essential, you right. can't work anyway. And not everybody can do that because some people aren't meant to be entrepreneurs. They're supposed to go to their regular jobs. Like not everybody can just become an entrepreneur overnight. I did see on the unemployment website for Washington State that they have entrepreneurial classes. Mm -hmm. That's pretty dope. There's actually a lot of uh, universities and online schooling that are offering different types of courses that you could take during this coronavirus for free for certifications and stuff especially a lot of things in uh the tech world i've seen a lot of like it and networking and things like that so yeah i can definitely i could see a lot of remote jobs the job market probably shooting up from that Mm -hmm. for sure 
And remote jobs pay pretty well. When I was doing, um, uh, oh, recruiting. When I was doing uh, recruiting for, uh, you know, like software companies and stuff, those people like, make like $60, $65 an hour on the low end. Some of them make like 100 150 depending on, you know, the type of technology. That's a lot of money. Yeah. But I quickly learned that, learned that that business was not for me. If the U.S. were to open right now, what is the first thing that you would do? Like if it, with the virus is gone and everything was open? Yeah, everything's back to normal. Mm. Right now, right at the second. I would. I want to go see my mom and my sisters. So you would fly to Texas? I would fly to Houston for sure. Okay. Because that was already the plan at the end of May, but like my sister's graduating and now she's not. They're going to give her a graduation, but it's like delayed and all this stuff. I feel bad for her because that was a big moment that she's now missing out on because of this coronavirus. So I want to at least go down there and do something for her. Like that's, and it sucks because I can't go see them. You know, mm-hmm. like my sister got strep throat the first week. Well, they thought it was strep throat the first week of the corona. I was scared out of my mind. Turns out she just has really bad allergies. Mm-hmm. And so they just gave her some allergy medicine. It was clear, but like stuff like that, like you just never know. You know, so that's my, that would be my first one. I feel that. I think I would probably go to a restaurant right now at this moment. Oh yeah. Like you mean the very second that yeah. we're out? Yeah, I'd probably go to like a bar or restaurant. I'd probably go to Korean barbecue, actually. I'd definitely get a steak. Get a steak, get a drink. Oh, man, remember when you can do that? <laughs> yeah, or even just go get a burger in a Blue Moon. Yeah. Like, even patio drinking. I miss patio drinking the most. Like, I just, well, I mean, we, you can patio drink at your own house, but it's different when you can go to, like, Frolic mm-hmm. and be on the rooftop and just, like, it sucked that those days that we had really nice weather in Washington, we had to be inside. That's the days when I felt it the most, I think. I was yeah. like, man, it's like 70 outside. I got new shoes. Like, I'm ready to go. Mm-hmm. Like, it didn't work that way. Have you bought any useless shit since this has started? Uh, buying that chameleon, I guess. Oh, yeah. It's pretty useless. <laughs> yeah, I bought, uh, Call of Duty and played it twice and haven't touched it since. Yeah. And my he- well, I guess a headset we played GTA on, but oh, you you bought a headset? Yeah. Oh, see, I just use regular headphones. Oh, really? I didn't even know you could do that. Yeah, as long as it has a speaker on it. Oh, I just bought, I bought a little gaming headset for like fifteen bucks at GameStop. Oh, that worked. Yeah, but other than that, I haven't. I've actually been pretty good about my money lately, and just not being on the internet. There's, I've been looking. Trust me, I've been on StockX and all that mm-hmm. stuff. But I've been like, it's weird because you would think right now, since we're bored, I would be more wanting to spend more money. But I guess since I can't go look, feel it, see it, touch it, and stuff, I don't pause. <laughs> I don't, or I'm not as inclined to buy something just off the rip. True. I have maybe four pairs of shorts in a cart right now, like uh, <laughs> throwback basketball shorts. Oh, sick. Yeah, like Sonics. Um, Get the Bulls one? The Raptors, yeah. Oh, the the Raptors Bulls. The, are you talking about the Raptors where it's like the gray, or the gray, uh, the purple and black with the dinosaur on the side? Yeah, that with the sorry. claw. Sorry, Raptor. Bottom. I guess it's still a dinosaur, so. And then... Um, the Grizzlies, like they're mm. old, like the teal green. Like when Mike Bibby was there? Yeah. Yeah, those shits are fire. Fucking dope. Yeah, I love those shorts. Sometimes they're a little pricey, though. They, they are. Mitchell. I haven't bought them. Mitchell and Ness? Yeah. Yeah. That, I just got that Griffey jersey that was a Mitchell and Ness one. Yeah, the shorts are like 50 bucks each. Yeah. But I haven't pulled the trigger yet. Yeah, that's like one of those things where I think I would buy it in like sections. Like I'd buy one at the beginning of summer, one mm-hmm. like a month in. I want some, I'll get some, probably get some Lakers ones. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. Just bright yellow shorts for me. I don't know if I could pull it off myself. Yeah. I would have to tone it down with like, it will just like wear all white shoes. Like yeah. I couldn't wear more yellow than there already is. Yeah. All white's the move. Yeah. I guess we just want a little fashion change it. Yeah. Do you see, um, or not steal our game, anybody? You see Kim Jong Un is sick? Yeah. So I saw conflicting reports on that. Is, is he actually, so I saw brain dead. Mm-hmm. Then I just saw sick. Then I saw it's not as serious as, it, as people are claiming it is, but he's been missing out of the public spotlight for weeks, and I heard he had some kind of crazy surgery. Yeah, I don't think we're going to get the exact news. Even even if he were to pass on, like I don't think we're going to get whatever really happened. Like They're just going to cover it up and be like, oh, he died of old age or something. They don't want yeah. you to know that their person was sick. I remember, so when his dad died, I think it was like 2011. Was mm-hmm. Like There was a report that said that he actually really died in like 2003. That's wild. And there's just um, body doubles. Oh, yeah. Or, yeah. Uh, like not clones but like i know what you mean like yeah, a, just doubles 
Like the, yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. Have you ever seen uh, Devil's Devil? Devil's Devil. Oh, no. Bro, you need to watch that. It's uh, it's about Saddam Hussein's son. Oh, shit. And he gets a devil. Okay, I might have to check that out. That's Dude, it's fucking dope. One no, of my favorite ter- movies. Not the terrorism's up my alley. I meant more of like that kind of TV show. Dude, one of my favorite movies ever. I think it's on Amazon. Okay. Yeah. I'll have to check that out because that sounds really cool. Yeah, so Saddam Hussein had devils. Uh, pretty much any higher political figure, they, they kind of allude to. Yeah. Them all having devils. Which I understand. Like, even if, like, let's say that there's an appearance that they have to make without, like, a speaking appearance. And there's, you know, that there's going to be a large number of people there. And there might be a possibility for, you know, something to happen. I, I could see them using doubles. Mm-hmm. Geek moment. But they do that in Star Wars, too. The queen in the first one has a body double mm-hmm. the entire time. And they don't, you don't know that until, like, the second or third one. But, yeah. So, it's not, it's not surprising to me. But that sounds like a really interesting thing. I'm going to have to check that out. Yeah. I recommend that to anybody. I like a lot of stuff that has to do with like, and I know that this isn't really in that realm, but like espionage mm-hmm. or like secret service, like anything to do with like the inner workings of those like societies that are secret or like the things that they do. I like that stuff. Yeah, me too. For sure. Like I just watched, uh, I don't know why, but Olympus has fallen. Oh, that's with uh, Morgan Freeman and George uh, Butler. Yeah. And Morgan Freeman was president, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think I saw that. I think I saw that when it came out. I thought I did too, and then I started watching. I was like, I don't think I've seen this one, but I did see the one before. Because there's like three of them, isn't there? I think there's like three of those ones, and then Channing Tatum had like a similar series of movies that came out at the same time doing the same thing. Yeah, I don't remember that. Yeah. I did see the Morgan Freeman, Jar Beller one, though. Yeah, that one was, it was not a bad movie. Okay. I ended up watching Code 8. Oh, yeah. What'd you think of that? That was really good. Yeah, I was actually pleasantly surprised. Um, but going back to our typecasting with the actor, mm-hmm. that actor in it, he used to play, well, I don't even know if the show still goes on, but Arrow. So it's like hard for me not to see him as a brooding superhero, but he plays kind of that same person in this. So okay, I never watched Arrow. Yeah, it's I know what you're talking about. I watched like two seasons and stopped. Yeah, so. I don't like uh, superhero series shows. Yeah, I, usually it, for me, it, they could have stopped after two seasons and it had been one of the greatest shows ever. But they always go three more seasons past, and then mm-hmm. it's like, all right, I'm losing interest. Uh, you guys do the same thing every episode. You fight a different villain and you try to work out some kind of relationship problem in the background. Mm-hmm. And you do that for eight seasons, it's like, eh. Yeah, kind of gets played out. Yeah. But Code 8 was really cool. I liked uh, some of the new technology. Like, the drone stuff was pretty cool. The uh, What were they called? The Guardians. The Guardians, yeah. Which were basically just killer robots. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was cool. They're going to have those. Oh, for sure. That's what I was talking about. Like, that. remember when we talked about why cops aren't using that kind of technology? That's what I meant. Like, having drones fly over and monitor situations. Like, And I'm sure that they do it in some places. But I'm surprised it's not more widespread technology. There was a, an apartment that I used to live at, and it was in a valley, and they had open fields down there, and yeah. they would do um, police training for drones. Oh, sick. Yeah. So you'd drive past, and you'd see them all. You're talking about down, like, the farm area? Mm-hmm. That's really weird, because so a lot of So they're using them. Yeah, because a lot of those farms are, like, deserted. Yeah. At least a part of the year, for until, like, pumpkin season or whatever, uh-huh. but... Yeah, so they're, the drone usage is active. I think they're just really good at not showing us. Yeah. But I thought, like, what I mean is, like, the drones, how they were in that, like, they use them to report to crimes or... Because you would think that that would be an easier way to get at least video on something until the cops can arrive. Mm-hmm. That's but, true. But maybe they're scared of scaring... Not they're scared of scaring people, but I think maybe that they're a little hesitant of, you know, flying drones. I might spook people and cause a lot of chaos, so... Maybe. Yeah, because wasn't there a time when Amazon was thinking about delivering packages via drone? Yeah, I don't know how that would work. Yeah, that sounds like... That sounds People like kids steal in, my packages already. Yeah, that sounds like kids in the hood are going to take a big-ass rock and just chuck it at it. Exactly. That's not even kids. That's anybody. Like people, yeah, like you said, people steal packages all the time. I've been, I've been good about uh, looking at the delivery times on stuff and making sure I get right to my door right after it gets delivered. See, I had to get one of those decorative boxes for people to put packages in. Mm, yeah. So that I don't just have boxes sitting in my front lawn. Yeah, it's true. It's nice now, though, because I'm at home, so I can just get the 
the package. I don't have to worry about people jacking my shit. Right. Our neighbors straight across, though, they have, I don't know what they do for their business. They uh, run a business at home, mm-hmm. but they have just boxes and boxes lined up in front of the door. I text them every now and then, like, hey, bro, you want me to pick up those boxes? Yeah. You got like five boxes in your front door. He's like, oh, no, you know, I'm on the way home. Yeah. Every time I come over here, they're getting something delivered. Yeah. Food every or, day. Food or uh, items. Every day. My neighbors are like that too. That these Asian people, they, uh, they own a teriyaki place down in, I think it's Auburn. Mm-hmm. And then they also have a hair salon. Oh, um, so they're always getting stuff out. Yeah. Like UPS is pretty much parked in, for, in my cul-de-sac every single day. I can see that. But yeah. Yeah, Cody was cool. I mean, it, was, it wasn't it was like an incredible film, but it was it was a cool Netflix film. Yeah, it was cool enough to catch my attention the whole time. Yeah, I actually, I thought I was going to cut out after like 20 minutes. And then I was like, oh, you know what? This is actually pretty interesting. Like, I love the movie Deep Impact. Pause. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pause moment. But uh, I don't know if you've seen that from the 90s where it was like, um, it was one of those know. movies that came around like the Armageddon time about you know a fucking i'm getting good yeah but it's like i can't watch that kind of stuff right now like even though that has nothing to do with the virus just seeing the world in shambles and knowing that the world is in shambles right now i'm just like i don't want to watch this stuff and then i see them all pop up on the top 10 i was like why are you guys doing this to yourselves (laughs) yeah that doesn't bother me man i can't especially if it has anything to do with disease right now i just don't want to watch that it's just like a reminder of what's going on and i'm trying to watch stuff so that i don't have to be reminded of what's going on right now yeah if that's your intention i get that yeah insecure had another episode yeah i didn't think this one was really that great to be honest with you i think for insecure you have to look at the the season as a whole right so i think us giving our updated opinions i almost feel like it's irrelevant yeah like when the last episode comes on saying how you feel about that i think would make more sense right yeah this one for me just it went by too fast i don't know just didn't, there wasn't really any great sticking points for it like there was no there's no like climax and except for the two of them splitting up or whatever because they didn't want to share information with each other like that just seems like lazy writing think so kind of i mean it just i don't know i just don't want that to become their whole theme for the entire season is they're just they're always having these issues i see like this because this is a very short episode season yeah they're 25 minutes an episode right right and there's let's say eight episodes yeah that's only a couple hours that's true a few hours or whatever all you gotta do is write four hours like a four-hour movie Mm -hmm. and chop it up into 25 minute segments Sure. I guess maybe in this one I was wanting more of story from other characters and not just those two because we already got like a moment with that. Like the first episode seemed a what lot of What two are you them. talking about? You keep saying those two. Oh, Molly and the Asian guy. Okay. Yeah, because the first episode we got a lot of them and a lot of their relationship. And this one it seemed like they were, they were again like kind of leaning on that again when I would have liked to see more development with some of the other characters. That's true. Yeah. She's probably my least favorite character. You talking about Molly? Yeah, and it's funny too because yeah. I told one of my female friends she reminds me of Molly. She's like, "Ew, fuck no!" Like, that's my least favorite character. <laughs> I feel like we everybody knows a Molly for sure. Not like the name Molly, but like the way that she acts and the way she goes about relationships. Everybody knows that person, guy yeah. and girl. There's guy. There's guys that act the same way too. This particular person, she's very career driven mm-hmm. and she's very successful, but her dating life is suffering from that. Because of all that energy going towards the career, which I mean, I, I honestly feel like everyone will find someone anyway, but yeah. for what it looks like in the moment, it looks like her love life is suffering due to being so career driven. And yeah. I see Molly like that. Yeah. Yeah. Molly has never really been one of my favorites because she just, I don't know. It's, it's it's like she gets herself in these situations and then gets pissed when she finds herself in them. It's mm-hmm. like, you kind of did all of this to get to this point. So now you can't be mad that now you're in this point. Like You yeah. didn't want to take the guy seriously. Now you want him to take you seriously. One of Issa's lines in there, she said, you know, your life doesn't have to be this messy. 
Yeah. I thought that shit was funny. I'm hella going to say that to my daughter one day. <laughs> uh, what about Lawrence and Issa the, with the her and the, the new girl talking about him? Mm-hmm. Do you think, like, it, that's a real life scenario. That's why I like Insecure, because that's a real life thing. Do you, so if you have an ex? It's friends with somebody you're... You're now dating? You're dating, and they're talking about you. Or I don't, even, I don't like, think I would have approached them and been like, you know, just don't talk about me. I don't care. Yeah, see, the same way with me, too. It's like, if that person, especially if you're talking bad about me, like an older, a person I used to, you know, have whatever situations with, and you're telling the new person about old situations with us, and they're listening to you, and they're not, like, coming to me about it, that says more about that person, too, than it does about me. Like, if they're willing to listen to somebody else's opinion who, you know... When relationships break up, no matter what the situation was when you break up, even if it was good, so both of you guys are going to paint the situation the way you want it to be painted. Yeah, if you're getting advice from an ex, probably not going to be the highlight reel. Yeah, and even so, like if I met... Some, In a good way. Yeah, if I met, like, let's say I started becoming friends with a dude and found out that he was fucking around with my ex or somebody that I used to talk to or whatever, like, I'm not... I would necess- I wouldn't even want be comfortable asking him questions about the relationships now because I don't care. You're, mm-hmm. you're moved on with somebody else. If you guys are happy, have a blast. I don't need to know about your personal relationship. Yeah, there's, there's too many things I don't care about. Yeah, and Lawrence, like, I, I got the way he handled it, but at the same time, that makes it look like even this... It just throws another sticky situation into an already chaotic situation yeah luckily Issa, her character seems to be mature so she didn't like take it into yeah but a I whole nether lane that it could have went into yeah i think that if that's gonna start spiraling out of control too as this episode's go on i don't think she's gonna be able to take being friends with both of them or not being friends with both of them but being cordial with both of them i guess should she should she feel normal should she feel normal for kicking it with her or being cool with her ex and being friends with her ex's new girlfriend well see that's what we had this conversation actually at prior on a, on a podcast about the friendships you know like if you have a friendship with somebody beforehand and then they get into a relationship are you going to be mad about the friendship or whatever we kind of going over that just kind of i think it's kind of similar like they were friends they were already working together before she found out about warrants you know what i mean so like i don't really know if the, she i don't think it's wrong of her because she was friends with that girl before she knew what was going on between her and Lawrence. I was going to say, you know what's an interesting point is when a guy stops fucking with a girl and then that girl starts fucking with another guy and then you automatically like pit yourself against him. Like I, the guys have like that weird thing where they're like, they assume that they have an issue with the new guy because of the girl and then you meet him and find out, oh, this guy's really actually fucking cool. I never what had an mean? issue. Like guys like, always put like a weird, it's like the competition thing. Like like if your ex has a new boyfriend? Yeah, she has a new boyfriend and then you automatically think that there's beef between you and the boyfriend. Oh, I don't think that. Uh, I've heard a lot of dudes refer to that, like that they think that they have an issue with that guy. Nah, I just, what, what does he know about me? Yeah. And if he does know a lot about me, that's weird that my ex is talking to her new dude about me. Right. Much. And for the, the other guy too, like if you're dating a new girl and you see her boyfriend out or stuff, I, or ex-boyfriend, I don't think that that should be a, like, you should be in a beef situation either. Like you guys are on two separate wavelengths. Mm-hmm. Like maybe if there was something that, like, let's say they were together or you and her were together and that guy got in the way, maybe that might be beef, but mm-hmm. not like, not just because your ex moved on with another guy, you shouldn't have an issue with him or you shouldn't have issues with your current person's exes or whatever situations. Yeah, once they're an ex, bro, I don't care. Yeah. Like, at all. Yeah. I mean, especially nowadays in my life, like, I'm married. Right. Way moved on. But uh, even in the past, I think, like, the last time that maybe I could say I felt a way about an ex's new boo was probably high school. Yeah. But I think that's harder, too, though, like, especially when you're in college, when you're friends with a lot of the people, you know, everybody intermingles in the same groups. So, like, I think that that's a little bit harder since you're in closer proximity with people. You're like, oh, man, I used to fuck with that guy, but now he's dating somebody that I used to mess around with. Like, I was like, does he have an issue with me now? Do I have an issue with him? Like, now it's not like that because everybody's so spread apart and who gives a fuck. Mm-hmm. But in college, especially with, like, the competition aspect and testosterone kicking in, like, I do think that a lot of guys are like, 
oh man, do I got to smoke with this guy now because he's do, he's messing with somebody I used to mess with. Or even girls have that situation too where she's like, I don't know if I have a problem with that girl now because she's dating my ex or whatever. Yeah, I missed that whole scene so I wouldn't even know. Yeah, wild times, man. College is like a case study in its own on. Like somebody should try and make a TV show about relationships and interweaving relationships and all that. Like insecure but in college. They can make that really nasty. Yeah. Like they can highlight a lot of uh, overlooked nasty situations, seeing how linked everybody is. Yeah. And how, when it comes down to it, how people are not loyal at all. Yeah. Period. Doesn't matter who you are, even the people that you think that are you're the loyalist to you, like could end up stabbing you in the back in college because that's just like, that's the game. I think there's a lot of blinders too. Like you're just young. Yeah. I think uh, loyalty comes with maturity. That's true. 100%. What did you think about The Last Dance? Uh, I thought it was great. The first part, we watched the first part. The second part comes out probably right before this will drop. Yeah. First part was really good. Um, I think that's one of the reasons why I didn't really care for Insecure because I just watched two hours of that. Mm -hmm. It's like I just went from this amazing documentary to, I mean, not saying that Insecure, but it's like it's hard to go from that. Like all this adrenaline with like everything going on and then go to Insecure and want to hear about relationships for a half hour. Now that Jordan documentary was really good. Yeah, it's really, I think it's really well shot. I think the way that they're interweaving between different uh, periods in Jordan's life to help understand the period during that championship time. Mm -hmm. I think that's really cool. I think a lot of the backstories are pretty cool. Like I'm looking forward to seeing the episode where uh, he decided to go into baseball. Is that during this season? Oh, they're only doing one season? Yeah, it's just, it's just for the 19, I think the 1997-1998 season. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Just I thought it was just a, like his career. Oh, That's no. This, it seemed like they were doing. No, this wasn't supposed to be, um, this wasn't supposed to be just a Jordan documentary. This was supposed to be an entire Bulls one. Got it. So just like his last dance with the Bulls. Well, and the, well, the last dance comes from Phil Jackson, oh, yeah. the playbook. That was what it was called. Yeah, so. That would make no sense. That was crazy, though, that when they showed that thing. I was like, oh, man, that's where the name came from. I was like, that's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. They've been keeping this well under wraps for a long time. The documentary? Just every, like, all the details about it, which is hard to do in the stage. Did you hear, did you hear that it all leaked? What, the, all the episodes? All the episodes are out. Really? I was like, I can't. I enjoyed watching it on Sunday with everybody else. Yeah. And, like, in real time and, like, tweeting about it and stuff. I don't want to ruin that for myself. See, that's that hype thing, man. Yeah. I, I, I get that. Like, I... I'm not going to go and binge watch all of them. Yeah. I'm going to watch it when they, when they air. So I get the uh, experience. Yeah. The excitement of, of it happening now. Like this is when it's supposed to happen. We haven't had anything really to look forward to television wise or sports wise or anything. So like this gives me something to look forward to every Sunday. Mm -hmm. What are you going to say about Scotty and the loyalty? Oh yeah. So we uh, kind of talking about Scotty and like deeper diving into what was going on on the show or on the episode. Um, we, you know, we saw Scotty kind of get some bad contracts. We saw some different loyalty aspects play out. But do you think what Jordan was kind of wrong for not taking Scotty's side towards the, when he decided to sit out for the summer and rehab or and then have the surgery right before the season? Do you think that Jordan was wrong in that aspect? So to clarify the situation, if they don't know what's going on. Yeah. Scotty had a seven year contract for like $18 million. Yeah, I think that's what it was. And he was kind of doing like a, a solo protest by he had a, a torn tendon or something something like that yeah and uh, instead of using the summer to rehab he took half the season yeah he decided he didn't want to his off time he didn't want to ruin his off time by getting surgery yeah and jordan was mad because he felt like it was selfish mm -hmm. i think and that Scotty, well and then the thing that got jordan the most pissed off was scotty wanted out eventually yeah i think that yeah i mean what he did was selfish but it's understandable yeah. why he did it um i think it's it's interesting that michael was so uh was so angry at the fact that he felt that scotty was doing this to hurt the team yeah but michael is very aware that scotty was not being treated to his potential yeah 
or even to just where he was at then. He wasn't even getting one paid like he was supposed to. But respect was another thing. Like and the fact thing. that Michael seemed to overlook all that when he claims that Scotty is his right-hand man. That's the part that got the most for me was you sat there and you said all those great things about Scotty. And again, uh, hindsight is twenty twenty. You know, now looking back, Jordan realizes. But it's like at that time, dude, Scotty was sacrificing a lot for that mm-hmm. fucking team. A lot. Money-wise, body-wise, he... He was cool with being the sidekick, but he was cool with sitting in the in the shadows as long as they won championships. Mm-hmm. Scottie Pippen, he came out and he said LeBron James is better than Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. And after seeing that episode of The Last Dance, where it showed how mistreated Scottie was and how much Michael seemed to not have his back, I kind of get why he said that. Like, there's, right. it doesn't seem like Scottie has to have loyalty to Michael because it seemed like Michael at the time didn't have loyalty. At Scotty's lowest point. Right. And to put it into further, or just like to look at it further even too, I, and I honestly don't know what the reason was that Jordan left the Bulls and went and played baseball. I mean, there's a lot of rumors about, you know, what could have led to that. Mm-hmm. But it's like, where were, you, when, why, where were you thinking of the team when you decided to do that, when you decided to go pursue your baseball passion? Like, where was your, where was the team loyalty to that? That's a very good point. It's like you were so willing to dip out when that was going on. Um, and then, you know, the other thing that kind of got me a little upset about the Scotty thing is, and upset's the wrong word, I'm not like in front of my TV just angry, you know, but like watching it, you know, you kind of just feel away. is Jordan had all these problems with the ownership and with not being treated fairly by the owners and not feeling like he got the respect he deserved. But then when it came to, and he was very vocal about that, but then when it came to Scotty, he didn't have Scotty's the same, he didn't have Scotty's back on that, mm-hmm. which really sucked. And it really sucked how, I don't think, Scotty signed a bad deal and that's on him and his agent. He signed the 17, seven year, 18 million because, you know, he, but he was pushed into a position where he wanted to take care of his family. You know, he wanted guaranteed money, things like that. And I feel like that the Bulls organization preyed on that loyalty. They preyed on the fact that Scotty was the quiet person that didn't stand up for himself, that they could kind of push around and that Jordan could kind of like push around too into staying. But don't you think for the Bulls organization, that would be beneficial to keep Scotty's pay low to have more cap room? Right. So I don't see why they would be in his favor anyway. No, that's what I'm saying is that they, they knew, you know, they know Scotty's a quiet, nice guy that's not really going to fight fight you back. So they can offer him a low ball deal mm-hmm. and he'll take it because of his loyalty and things like that. But then on the flip side of that, that's Scotty having to know his worth, too. I know he had people that, you know, he had to take care of. And that's a really sad situation. But that's a part of knowing your worth, too. And that's understanding. But he didn't think that he would be number two in the league. Well, I know that, but I mean, signing a seven-year deal in that time, like seven-year deals weren't even really a thing then. Like you took, yeah. you could have easily taken a three-year deal at eighteen million, and then you know redid your contract. So as bad as it is that Scotty, you know, kind of got fucked over in the deal, you did take the long-term deal. You know, you did take the seven years. True. But you know, and the thing about it is too is like now we're all sad for Scotty, but it's like nobody was willing to go to bat for him at the time. I mean, everybody always hates the villain, but sometimes it requires you to be the villain to be looking out for yourself because it's clear that not everybody, no matter how loyal you are to them is going to have your best interest in mind. 100%. Like, he bled, he sweat, he broke foots, all kinds of crazy shit for that team. And then as soon as it came time for them to repay that loyalty, it was kind of like, huh, fuck out of here, mm-hmm. you know? That brings up the question of, like, what at what point does loyalty expire? I mean, for Scotty, you know, he wanted to remain loyal to the Bulls, but there sh- there probably should have been at a time when he, w- he looked at it himself. Well, I guess it did expire because he decided to take that summer off and get the surgery. But he stayed on the team. Well, I guess he well, had he, to. Yeah, he had really no choice. And they tr- and to be fair, they tried to trade him that summer before. Like, they, they were actively looking to get rid of Scotty. So I'm not mad. Do I think that maybe the timing wasn't that great? Like, Scotty taking the whole summer off and then getting the surgery? Maybe that was a little selfish. Maybe he could have, you know, taken half of a summer and got the surgery at the halfway point but 
again, he was so loyal to you guys for so long. Does he not deserve that? I think loyalty expires when the mutual respect ceases. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. That's what it comes down to. Like, I treat you how I want to be treated. As soon as that doesn't come back, there's no loyalty. Well, like, we talked about that with Kanye and Jay. Like, we always felt like Kanye was way more loyal to Jay than Jay was to him. That's how it seems. Yeah. And we don't honestly don't know, but it's the same thing, like... I could see why they have a falling out now, especially if you've, you know, you think you've been doing things for somebody for so long and you've remained loyal to them. And then at the first sight where that loyalty gets tested, they just cut it at the head. Mm-hmm. You know, the people you really want, rock with will be around forever. The funny thing was, did you see her, his uh, wife tweet about, oh, we're doing good money wise? Who? Uh, Larissa Pippen. You Larissa know, the, Pippen text saying that they're doing good money wise. The tweet, like she tweeted about how she's like, Scotty got his and he's fine financially. This is recently? Yeah, this is right after the documentary. It's They're like, still married? Yeah, it's like, first of all... I thought they divorced and Future ended up, like, fucking with her or something. No, they were, they were going to get divorced because of Future, and then they got back together. Wow. And she's talking, I was like, listen, you're the last person I want to hear from right now, because we're talking about loyalty and taking care of people, and you were fucking Future. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. I kind of feel bad for Scotty, man. It's always seemed like he's got the short end of the stick, but at some point, you gotta say, you know what, fuck this, and start standing up for yourself. Yeah, it's your life, man. If that's yeah. how you want to run it, just kind of accepting things as they are, that, but you're I'm gonna also- accept things how they are i've also never been in the situation where i had like four or five or however many kids he has with a woman so i can't say that i wouldn't go back i mean i i don't know until that point like i could say right now i I would leave and never go back but i don't know until that point comes up that's true but shout out to scotty man i'm glad he's getting the flowers that he deserves and hopefully i would love to see scotty in some kind of capacity maybe doing like a being like a sports anchor or something or even no not like a sports anchor but like a um like a correspondent you know like a draft correspondent or something like that like i would like to see him in some kind of media form i don't think he wants to be yeah but i think with somebody with as great a basketball knowledge as he has he should no there's so many other people i would choose before him I don't know. That's what I always thought the same way about Tony Romo. Look at Romo now. Like I never like pictured Romo Steve being. Nash or Tim Duncan. I would not want Tim Duncan to be Tim Duncan. Had, uh, I guess they, their personalities are kind of similar, but Tim Duncan just and he's co- you know he's coaching now. Is he really? Yeah, he's on the Spurs coaching staff, and something happened with Greg Popovich a couple of months ago. I forgot what it was, but he actually coached a game. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, Dang, I think it's pretty cool. I was also not a big Tim Duncan lover in my youth either because he was boring. He is boring, but he's efficient. Yeah. Effective. Well, now I respect those things, you know, but at yeah. the time I wanted to see Tracy McGrady jumping over three people at the same time. Like, true, yeah. I didn't care about no Tim Duncan fucking 10 rebounds a game. Bank shots. Yeah. But man, a kid should study Tim Duncan because his, you know, his shot and everything was, you know, his fundamentals were off the charts. I just watched highlights of David Robinson's 71 point game. Nuts. Crazy, man. Nuts. Even have you watched the, you see the Devin Booker one when he put up 70? Uh-uh. You should watch that one. You see a lot of Kobe and Devin Booker, like, footwork, uh, just, like, ability to attack. Like, there's, I loved watching it. I saw it when it originally happened. Like, I was, ha- it was already halfway through the game. Like, oh, Devin Booker's going for this much. I was like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. And watched it. But watching the entire thing, now being able to, like, pause and, like, rewind certain parts, I'm like, damn, man. This is pretty impressive stuff. Yeah, I believe it. Oh, did you want to talk about the draft stuff? Yeah, if you, I didn't watch the draft. No, not. not really the draft, but. Um, so what I was going to say was the NFL draft, of course, was held online yesterday. Uh, the WNBA draft was held online. But what do you think of now we're seeing more and more companies starting to do the like teleconferencing and working from home? Do you see that as becoming a, a new normal, at least until we kind of figure out what's going on with this virus? Do you th- see a lot of companies now electing to have their workers work from home? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. The reason why is you're saving money on office space so you don't have to pay for a building. Yeah. All I got to do is just pay for computers for people? Yeah. I would do that in a heartbeat. Yeah, and pay people is probably get them faster internet. Like, Or you could pay for internet, maybe get like a some kind of discount or something from your work or i don't know how that would work but yeah I guess. you know like how they put like you know you can use a gas card and stuff like maybe they could do something for the internet yeah i yeah, honestly especially companies that pay for uh people's transportation mm-hmm. 
like uh, worker cards. Yeah, some people or some companies give out cards. Some people uh, give out you know leased vehicles. Yeah, or like a stipend. Some of them too. Yeah, like, they don't have to do none of that shit no more. Yeah, but do you see a lot of industries dying because of that too with the teleconferencing? What do you or mean not teleconferencing but teleworking? Like what kind of like if like for example like do you see a lot of companies closing down now because they realize you can do so much more online and then people have to adapt to online now because that's the way we're doing it that where they don't wouldn't need like like for example like a Verizon store. Oh you're saying like their storefront closing but the company's still yeah, remaining just like active. The, the the traditional way of doing business. Like do you see more stores closing down or more office spaces closing down now that people realize that I think it was only a matter of time. Like for example, Tesla, you can't go to a Tesla store and buy a Tesla. That's true. You have to order it online. Like that's the future, man. Everything's in your hand. Yeah. What's the point of having a building when you know you can sell your product to more people on their phone, right? Than walking into a store or even like restaurants now. It's like how, I don't know about restaurants. No, no, no. I mean like it's like Uber Eats and stuff. I wonder how many smaller like mom and pop stores that maybe don't get as much customers in during the day, like in their storefront, but do heavy business through delivery. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they're gonna stop doing the coming into your the restaurant or like being able to go into the store and just making it all digital and you just can just order food. Like a lot of I wonder how many companies are gonna change their entire business model because of what's going on. Probably a lot. What do you mean by you just digitally making an order and going like, to get food? Like you order and then somebody delivers it to you. You don't have to go or just Oh, that's up. their their main yeah, model. Or you just pick it up like you don't go in the restaurant at all. You don't have any human interaction. Or well I mean the interaction will probably be when you go pick it up. But like why would I pay for this big space if you know only two or three people are actually coming in and dining in when I can just have you do the same thing and you could just order. Yeah, I can see that happening. There's a sandwich shop in Tacoma that Taylor likes called MSM. I've had them before. Yeah, really good. good. Um, Right now, all they're doing is just, you know, take out like most places. But I can see them staying like that because they're so popular, like just uh, calling and uh, placing your order and just picking it up. Yeah. Because it's almost like a fast food place, but it's not fast food. You know, like Subway, for example. Like, imagine if they just had a, like, you just call in your sandwich. Yeah. You can just pick it up. Well, I'm not calling in Subway. Why? Oh, I hate Subway. Really? I don't think that their food's good at all. I mean, it's just a sandwich. No. I don't think, I don't, I'm not a sandwich person myself. Oh, I love sandwiches. I'd rather just make my own at home. When I was a kid, it was really good because it was kind of new. You know, like, mm-hmm. I mean, some sandwiches aren't a new idea, but the idea that you could go to a place and have them make it for you mm-hmm. was a new concept. So it was cool for like the first four years. And then I was like, you know what? These sandwiches aren't really that good. I love the smell of the place though. Yeah. Well, yeah. Sorry. uh but yeah i just think it's interesting to see i think a lot of businesses are going to just move to online businesses like i think even like people that are considering starting clothing lines and stuff i think it's going to be all on the internet now i don't even think people are going to open up storefronts anymore i think that there's pros and cons to the situation for example like the clothing line you want to see how certain things feel right you want to see how it fits i don't necessarily think that i'm not saying it can't work but a clothing store that's just based online i think there's gonna be a lot of people that that's their turning point. Yeah. Like, yeah, I need to see this shit on me. Yeah. Before I buy it. Yeah, no, I just thought that that was interesting with their movement. I actually expected more technical... I only watched a little bit of the draft, but I expected more technical difficulties, but it seemed like they had it pretty fairly down. Especially after I watched the, a little bit of that... Uh, what was that shit? The pig, the horse game mm-hmm. that they had. Their The webcams were trash. Everything was trash. So. Yeah, it's new. They got to get used to shit. Yeah. But if this is how it's going to be, they're going to invest so much money in it. Yeah. Can you see sports happening like this for a while? Like, instead of... Um, you know, obviously we can't go to stadiums and stuff and probably aren't going to be able to go to stadiums for a long time. But do you think that this is something that they would look at, like doing the games and just broadcasting them that way? Yeah. Maybe it's going to be like this for forever, dude. Yeah, it could be. I can see a TV show doing this where they have this game being played and everyone's just watching it on TV because they can't be in there. And it's in like this weird dystopian future. Yeah. Like I can see that shit sticking. It's like the Hunger Games. Yeah, pretty much. Except, you know, with basketball, but yeah. Pretty much, yeah. 
yeah, man, wild, wild, wild times. I don't know, man. At first, you know, the first couple of weeks that we were in this, I was really sad and because of the sports and stuff, like not being able to watch basketball, especially during this time when it's playoff time and all that. But now the more and more days that go on, like I still miss basketball a lot, don't get me wrong, but it just matters less and less. Yeah. I'm just realizing how much stuff that we, you know, we put so much value in just matters less and less now. Like sports, like going to the bar. I mean, it's cool to go interact with other people, but Zoom is showing us how we can still have parties and be in the comfort of our own home. It's really not the same, but I get it. It's not. It's definitely not. I'd rather definitely be, you know, hanging out with the boys and doing it digitally, but you know. Yeah. Let's look at some high headlines. Yeah. Did you know that there is a uh, Blockbuster still open? Uh, it's just one, right? Yep. Yeah. In Bend, Oregon. Man, I love Blockbuster. I remember going there as a kid. That place was awesome. Yeah. Especially when it's you an can experience. Rent, yeah, especially when you can rent uh, consoles from there too. Yeah, we rented a, a Nintendo 64 when they came out and we ended up buying one like the next week. Yeah, I remember you told me that. Yeah. Isn't that what convinced your dad? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Um, I had one. In uh, 2014, two brothers sold a fake Francisco, and I'm probably going to butcher this name, Francisco de Goya painting for 1.5 million euros, only to find out that they had been paid with counterfeit banknotes. That's funny. That's not karma. It is fullest. That's funny, though. Osaka's mayor in Japan under fire for suggesting men should do grocery shopping because women are too indecisive and take a long time amid the COVID-19 outbreak. That's kind of funny. I mean, you know what? I'm not going to say that. <laughs> that's that's kind of funny. Let's be yeah. real. Like, whenever you go into a mall, you always see the man just sitting down at a bench waiting for his girl to shop. You know what I mean? Yeah. I know when I go shopping, I know exactly what I'm going to get. I don't really browse too much. Mm, nah, I used to be one of those people that browsed a lot, but now I fucking, I don't even like going to the mall. I go in there, I get what I need, and I get the fuck out. Like, yeah. I, I don't like the lollygag anymore. We're old, bro, because I don't like going to the mall either. Yeah. Like, nothing uh, about it sounds appealing. I had a good one. The Kenyan governor has been criticized for including Hennessy in COVID-19 care packages. He rationalized the inclusion by saying that alcohol is a throat sanitizer. I mean, I'll I take feel a care it, package. Yeah, hey, go ahead and send me some Hennessy, dude. I'm not complaining. Mm -hmm. I'm with you on that one. Uh, Dr. Oz came out and apologized, saying reopening schools is an appetizing opportunity because it would only kill 2 to 3% people. Yeah, I'm cool off Dr. Oz. I don't ever want to hear anything he ever has to say ever again. That's funny. FDA commissioner warns to not eat or inject yourself with disinfectant. Talked about that one. Yeah, that's just a weird one, man. Honestly, I, you know what? I don't even know what to say. If you're dumb enough to inject yourself with bleach, hey, do you? Like, I, I can't. I just can't fathom this. I really anymore. want to know the thought process of someone thinking injecting myself with industrial cleaners would cure yeah. sickness and not kill me. Yeah, that's like the old wives tell that Windex kills everything. What? Who said that? I think that that's like a southern thing that you could spray Lysol or Windex on anything. It'll kill anything. I mean, I get Lysol because it's intended to be a disinfectant, but... No, but I mean, like, to cure, like, disease oh, and stuff. Oh, that's wild. Yeah. I could be totally wrong about that, but I'm pretty sure that there's something like that. Um, I, this isn't really a headline, but do we bring up the, the mayor of uh, Las Vegas? I don't think so. I mean, we can basically paraphrase, but basically she said that she'd be willing to use her city as a kind of a guinea pig to figure out, like, what she used the term control group or... Something like that. Uh, let's be real. Vegas is a is a nasty place. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not just with Vegas being a nasty place, but I mean, the funny part about it was when she said, uh, when the uh, Anderson Cooper was questioning her on it, was like, hey, are you planning to be out on those casino floors with those people that you're pushing back to work? And she's like, no, I have a family. Mm -hmm. Bitch, we all got families. Like, what are you talking about? And, uh, you know, I don't like calling women bitches, but I'm sorry. If you're fucking sacrificing people for the betterment of yourself, shut the fuck up, too. You're right there with Dr. Oz and Dr. Phil. That's just crazy because there's so many people from so many different places that go to Vegas, you know, in and out just for the weekend, whatever, in right. and out. Like that's such a, a destination to get dirty. Like, like people, people plan to go there to get wild and nasty. 
you know? <laughs> to get freaky? Yeah. Yeah, like, that's your intention. Like, Bro, you that's hear, just a dirty-ass place, There's man. a reason why it says what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Like, there's a reason for that saying. You know, that's that's why they clown on it. But, man, I don't even know. She wanted to open up everything, too. It wasn't like she just wanted to open up something. She wanted to, the casinos back open, live shows. Like, dog, I'm not going to a live show for at least a year and a half. I want to see how this works out, though. I'm scared. A few episodes back, I said that there's a country that didn't ban anything. Wasn't it uh, South Korea? No, it was like Norway or something. Uh, like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know how they're doing. I haven't. But heard. I know that there's a country that's doing this. Yeah. So, I mean, if they're doing fine. I mean, I guess. If they're doing fine, that's saying something. Well, yeah, but you have to take into consideration, like, how many more people are in close proximity in Las Vegas than there might be in this country. Like, there's so many people bunched right on that strip. Whereas this, like, this country could be more spread out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, just like the New York and Washington thing, like, New York has way more cases because there's such, everybody lives so close to one another and, you know, the streets are always crowded and things like that. We're like, here, it's, it's still, you know, moving around, but we're spread out more. So the spread is not as crucial as it is in New York. That's true. Everyone's concentrated to one point. Yeah. Um, Americans are using cleaning products meant for countertops on their fruits and vegetables. This is really highlighting how dumb a lot of people are. Yeah, man. Like, you're going to put some chemicals that are made in a factory or in a lab on your... F- like, I bet you if I were to ask one of these people that are doing this, would you take that wipe and rub your tongue with it? They'd be like, oh, fuck no. Yeah. But they just go and wipe their food anyway. That's so crazy. That's so weird to me. My grandma is one of those ones that washes all the foods before, but that's perfectly fine. But you're putting fucking, like, Clorox and shit on your food? Yeah. That's wild. Well, do you have a takeaway? Uh, I don't really have a takeaway. I just wanted to say shout out to the creatives out there that, you know, uh, during this time, I know if we, a lot of people can get into ruts, like even myself, like there's been times where I feel just like creatively really drained. Just, I'm just wanted to shout out everybody that's still pushing through it and still, you know, trying to create, even if it's like a hard time to, cause I think we're, a lot of us are really tapped out creatively right now. Yeah, I know I am. Mentally, I'm just, I just have too much going on in my head. Yeah. Too much going on in my head and I'm trying to fill my head with things to do. And I think that that's exhausting in itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't know, you don't realize how hard living life is until you got to live life. Like it's just, yeah. I think we're on autopilot so much that we don't realize like how much life is draining to us until we sit down for a second. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. We definitely have to do life right now. Yeah. Autopilot, at least for me, autopilot's not really, hasn't really been engaged for the past couple of weeks. No. Nah, Cause you know me, like it was so easy. Wake up for work in the morning, eat breakfast, get into work, do my job, come home, do my same night routine, just go back to bed and every day just blended together. Are you a breakfast person? Yeah. I try to be if I can. Like what? Uh, everything. I love breakfast food, but, uh, a lot lately I've been eating like turkey sausage and eggs or like if I'm in a rush to go to work, I'm a bagel guy. I love bagels. Yeah. I usually don't eat until maybe noon, maybe. And that's early. Yeah. Like usually I don't eat until like maybe like two in the afternoon. That's right. like the first time I eat something, yeah. Yeah, sometimes it just depends on when I start work because my flights differ. You know, it's like some some of them are earlier in the morning, some of them are later into the afternoon. So sometimes I'll it'll be like eleven thirty, and I'll go get teriyaki before I have to go to work or something like that. But I generally try to eat before noon if I can. Yeah, I'm not a breakfast person unless I wake up super early. Then I'm like starving. Yeah, I just feel if I don't eat something, I feel weird when I go to work. I have to do a lot of moving around and stuff. So mm-hmm. like if I don't have something in my stomach or anything, or even like caffeine, like I feel like dead at work. Yeah. I don't know what it is for me. I'm good for a while. Yeah. But yeah, man, love breakfast food. If anybody wants to, any, any breakfast food companies want to sponsor us, hey, I'm all for it. Yeah. Fuck it. I'll pretend like I eat it. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's all I had. Just shout out to the creatives. Keep uh, creating, keep doing what you're doing and keep supporting one another too. That's important in this time too.